And so if you're able to personalize and if you're able to identify consumers on behalf of the merchant, that creates a a really great relationship between the, the merchant and the consumer. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Chris Antuano with Currency Cloud. And today I'm happy to have Eric Allen from Listener. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, really excited to have you on today, especially, you know, during during the, the, the crazy times that we're in now, it's always good to have a, a conversation and, you know, happy to have you on to to talk through what you guys are doing over at Listener. For our listeners here, could you give a background about your brief history and you know what led you up to you know becoming CEO at Listener? Yeah, sure. No, first, thanks for having me. Kind of interesting story. Prior to Listener, I was running a company called Grace Note, and Grace Note also used audio, but more for entertainment. So it was an audio SDK platform similar to Listener. Think of B two B Shazam. So we powered uh, a lot of music recommendations using audio, uh, taking audio cues and speed and in, in of, of songs to to help power uh, kind of this dynamic DJ experience and we did that both for uh for music to drive recommendation as well as for TV and uh Rodney Williams the founder had had reached me reached out to me looking for mentorship as a board participant um as he was looking to scale his company he was two th- two years into his business and was trying to figure out how to to scale it However, he was solving a problem that we couldn't solve at Grace Note. And this was a quarter of a billion in annual revenue company. Uh, we had a problem with live live music. And, and Rodney was doing some really cool things out of Cincinnati and was using audio signaling as a way to share data. And so long story short, conclusion, after the first board meeting, when I realized, wow, this is real. Because when he first called me, I called BS, like the small company in Cincinnati doing all these things where this large conglomerate in Silicon Valley we can't achieve half of what he's achieving. I was calling bullshit. And then uh, sure enough, when I went out there, met them, had a board meeting, next month I joined the company. And I initially joined as president to help uh, work on further development of the product, product strategy, product development, execution. And then uh, about a year into it, Roddy and I just decided to switch roles. Uh, he focused more on uh, sales and marketing and, and I took over as the CEO. That's really exciting stuff. And it's, it's, uh, you know, I guess showing up face to face, uh, really, really changed the tone to yeah. the, the experience there and, and to see what they were getting into. I guess, I mean, that could even tie into where we're at now. It's, we, there is, um, obviously a lot of benefits of being able to be on the move, which is obviously a, a situation where we're in right now, unable to do that. There are a lot of advantages on both sides within that. So talk to us a little bit about listener. Obviously, you know, you just got into it a little bit, but could you tell us like your, the, the the value proposition that you're bringing to the market? Uh, and then we yeah. can you know, go into specifics there. Yeah, sure. So listener has been around since 2012, really early stage of the company. They were looking to use audio as an alternative to beacons and, and beacons and BLE uh, required a, a lot of capital expenditure and deployment of, of these local beacons to identify consumers either uh, at sporting events and or retail. Um, and so listeners just using microphones and speakers were able to achieve the exact same kind of uh, solution. Imagine a scenario where audio is broadcasting from an existing speaker system 
And on the consumer side, there's just an SDK that would sit in the corresponding application. And you can communicate just through audio waves, high frequency audio waves uh, that are above the human hearing level. Um, and so you can create kind of this point to point communication in a crowd of, of many to a crowd of one. And that's kind of the uh, starting and initial premise of the, of the idea of listener. And we started to evolve it into other use cases. We realized payments had a similar requirement. And I think it's becoming even more valuable today where contactless is, is a key kind of point of differentiation and now more importantly, requirement um, in the interaction with consumer and, and merchant. And so our value proposition is just using microphone and speaker, running our SDK, we can create uh, high frequency audio. And in that audio, it transmits data. And that data can be anywhere from an authentication use case where you're authenticating a, a user or the user is checking in or logging in to, to let's say, a merchant to a consumer paying for, for things uh, over audio as well. Yeah, let's let's dive into a little bit more. Obviously, uh, being on the the payments podcast here, I'd love to talk a little bit deeper into you know how that's done. I mean, I get, I definitely get the the transferring of data through the audio frequency. So let's let's talk about uh, I guess the one side that you're partnering with. So who typically would you partner with in let's say the the payment space? Would it be the payment service provider? Would it be directly with the merchant? Do you guys go both, or how how does that work for you today? Yep, yep. So we, we kind of partner with you know, several people in the ecosystem. So a lot of our initial relationships are directly with the merchants. In many cases, we're integrating our software into their wallet service, their private label a wallet platform. And they're able to use this as an alternative, possibly to QR code, as an example, where instead of having to display a QR code to initiate some form of cloud-based payment, they can actually transmit that data via ultrasonic. And so the additional value that then that starts to bring is it's not just payment data, but it's the personalization. So upon entry, if the SDK is sitting in the merchant application and they're broadcasting some form of content, some form of engagement, some form of media, that gives them the initial start point to actually engage with consumers. And and one of the things that we like to say is we bring the login button to brick and mortar. And so if you're able to personalize and if you're able to identify consumers on behalf of the merchant, that creates a, a really great relationship between the, the merchant and the consumer, whether it's providing them forms of recommendations, coupons, discounts, loyalty services, whatever it may be. So uh, getting back to your, to, to, to your question, we, we tend to sell to, to retailers as a, as a start point, because that's where our, usually our value proposition starts being able to identify the, the consumer as they enter the, uh, the store premise. But we are, we're also now working with all the people that are in the ecosystem. So we, uh, we're working with the card network operators. We've taken investment as well as partnered with card network operators. We're working, uh, with this public synchrony financials, for example, runs the largest white label platform for merchants. And then we also work with the hardware manufacturers that are in the ecosystem, integrating our software at the POS terminals uh, so that the consumer applications can talk to them. Yeah. And so going, I guess, that route is more of obviously a channel sale, but it seems to be like once you can integrate that, you'll get a mass amount on the other side, you know, the typical channel sales approach. And, And how are you seeing the adoption on the merchant side? Are you seeing that their conversion rates are faster? I'm sure, obviously, bringing the value proposition that you know, you just mentioned, 
there's definitely going to be you know enhancements to the conversion rates and maybe even attraction to the end users that are that are making purchases at that point. Yeah, yeah. So some of the key KPIs are are frequency of use, right? So so is the customer experience uh, a better experience? Um, and and so a majority of the kind of the key KPIs that we're seeing is faster adoption and and more importantly higher frequency of use of the wallet uh, and particular some of the services where our technology is integrated, which gem- demonstrates from a from a UX point of view. This seems to be to be seamless, and, and where you're really seeing this is things like scan, pay, and go. Right. So, um, if all of a sudden now the cart data sits on the consumer side, and and so you've identified the consumer, cart data is on the consumer side. You can provide a set of recommendations. Are you you know our goal is to increase lift, and and then obviously incre- increase conversion and minimize friction. And so I think from that UX point of view, helping merchants kind of solve those three challenges? Can I identify the consumer? Can I provide a set of recommendations that are of value to that consumer? And can I make that a, a worthy experience and avoid some of the physical hangups, queues, lines, things of that nature are some of the top of mind goals. And, and for us, that translates into more and more usage of where we see more and more usage of, of the wallet and the services that our, that our SDKs are, are initiating. Gotcha. And I think it hits the right time, I guess, that we're in now, at least from my perspective, that you have these merchants that are actually trying to take in more and more uh, internally. And from our side, we're seeing you know brands that are wanting to become banks, right? And then they maybe use a sponsor bank or someone else in the background, but they're actually trying to take deposits uh, away from the, the, the top banks of the world and having their con- consumers really interact all within that, that brand. You know, and, and from my perspective, in, in this use case, it seems like this is giving them a, a massive advantage to be able to offer a, you know, maybe a better user experience than some of their competitors. But then also, you know, that user feels more comfortable, you know, giving them more business on the outside of that. So you're obviously enhancing the the payment side in this use case, but it's also just that general brand experience for their end customers even more stickier uh, because yeah. of that. yeah. And, and I would say it's even t- today, it's safety as well. Sound travels, so we're not bound to, or the consumer or that experience is not bound to some of the same restrictions that, let's say, QR code or NFC brings, where the transmission range is measured by maybe inches, centimeters, uh, maybe a foot. We have the ability to transmit, you know, several feet or within the six feet range, and uh, that 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 the that we can transmit audio from a mobile device to uh, to a payment terminal. Some of the cool things we're working on as well is concurrency. So, so imagine also in that scan, pay, and go, you can have multiple people paying for, at a single terminal. And so same thing, uh, imagine range, 5, 10 feet, uh, multiple people paying at a single terminal. So you're starting to kind of create a really good or a really unique, safe purchase experience. And then last but not least, fraud as well. Uh, one of the things you, you realize while the payments are in the cloud, we're showing or audio has a physical nature to it. Two parties had the actual hear the actual audio that was being transmitted. So you know that the device tied to biometrics uh, was in presence of the audio. And so now you actually have, think of almost like a digital audio uh, cookie that represented and confirmed that buyer merchant were present at a given point in time and past data at a point in time to confirm service delivered. And so, uh, I think, again, 
brand experience, value, consumer experience, but but safety and efficiency is, uh, I think, additional values that are kind of uh, getting extracted out of uh, out of all of this. Yeah, you hit on a couple of points that I'd like to touch on. This one specifically, I guess, how we have a lot of listeners on our side that definitely are are building, you know, their own types of products and things like that. I want to touch on. What what did it take for you guys to get I guess through that approval process to be to be authenticated and and um, you know I guess approved by was it the card schemes that have to give approval to this this type of technology or how do you go about uh, verifying that you're able to go out to market uh, utilizing this type of technology for payments? Yep, yep. So when the um, on the private loop side, it's it's for the most part um, a lot of the risk is on the merchant side, right? And so. So demonstrating and proving and or managing really whatever that process, that secure process is to to log in. So instead of logging into the cloud, you're logging into, let's say, the physical POS that's in front of you. So so that didn't require any approval from the card schemas. Now, we're actually moving with our with our partnership with Visa into the open loop side as well. And so that's where we are starting to work with. uh, some of the open loop providers. Matter of fact, we're starting to work with all of them. I called out Visa uh, just because we have a, a specific partnership with them, but we're actually working with all of the open loop card uh, schema networks to to start to pass a broader set of transaction types and a broader set of payment data in the space. So I don't want to call it EMV type transactions over audio, but you know the scenario of what, what's now called person present transactions over audio is, is really where we're spending a lot of time focusing in on an, uh, an opportunity that we're, we're solving for. Yeah. And it sounds like it's, it's, you're basically at the forefront of starting maybe a new standard uh, in that sense of things where, you know, you're, you're setting the, the, the ground, the groundwork for what could be a, a new standard in addition to the type of EMV that, that exists today. Exactly. But I want to, but that's an area that we're really excited about in that many of these transactions, these, these transactions that happen via the wallet or via the cloud are considered e-commerce transactions. And as you know, they, they tend to have the highest fraud rate. But what we're confirming is that the consumer is actually in the physical, in front of a, a physical merchant device when they initiate that transaction. And when you combine that with biometrics and or other personal identifiable information, it starts to create a really secure payment opportunity. And it's not just retail. Think of rideshare or gig economy services. Today, many of that, many of those service engagements are verbal, and and so you have either a driver and a passenger, uh, where there's a verbal acknowledgement of service initiated, a verbal acknowledgement of service completed, and then payment initiated. And and you have a lot of mistakes sometimes in that process, which creates friendly fraud. In our scenario, users can can frictionally kind of log in through audio. Uh, confirm a uh, rider with driver, and then at the completion of service, do the same thing. And so you have that digital cookie that kind of tracks confirmation. Both parties were physically present in the vehicle at the time that service initiated as well as service completed. And, and that scales into food delivery and things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge piece, especially, you know, where we're going as a, as a industry, it's ours, I guess, a, a lifestyle itself is that, that market specifically is scaling rapidly, especially now situation that we're in. So massive, massive piece there. The last one I wanted to touch on, which you, you, you did mention a bit on 
Um, just the innovation that this type of technology is changing as far as the, the checkout experience goes, as far as a drastic measure. So you mentioned that multiple people can check out from the same terminal. That's something that uh, is definitely uh, you know, a big change to, to what's happening today. Do you seeing other methods of, of the experience, I guess, being enhanced or changed uh, drastically from where we're at today that you guys are helping and being part of? Well, I think it's it's the uh, I talked about safety and security. It's really providing that confirmation and that frictionless buy experience that one, both parties were present or the consumer was physically present. They've completed a, a successful transaction and then making sure that the exit is one that is both safe for all parties, the merchant as well as the consumer. And so one, we're seeing an increase uh, adoption and usage of either self checkout services or scan pay and go kind of implementations and models, and then helping just make that secure for everyone involved. And, and, and that means also the physical exit. I would say the, the other area, the buy online pickup in store as well. That authentication typically happens where either the consumer is, you know, they've made their initial request online and, and now they have to go to the physical store to, to pick it up either at curbside or in some section within the merchant. But same, same opportunity. Instead of the generation of a QR code and, and having to manage that process, you have the ability to kind of run software at the endpoints and authenticate through ultrasonic securely. And you've confirmed that Eric Allen has come visited you know, the merchant near you for the items. And I did my biometrics during that process. So I have physical confirmation that I actually picked it up and well as a, a kind of a digital receipt at the time and place and location in which that was done. So so that's where I would really say that's that's security and safety for all parties associated with those types of transactions is is really where we're helping helping merchants kind of rethink uh those service offerings. Yeah, it's a it's a really good point. And I think what as, as you speak to 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 more and more of these merchants, it, it, a lot of times they take it and run with it and kind of create their own experience. They might not even have thought of, right? So that's the, that's the fun part about you know technology and open source, like like you guys are doing, especially you know being 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 um, backed by that privacy and security on your side gives them the freedom to be able to to to, to run with it a bit. So that that's you know, from, at least from my perspective, that's a, that's one of the exciting parts, especially um, things that we do over here with with the APIs. You never know what the clients are thinking, which is really exciting and fun to see it see it grow a bit. Well, Eric, I appreciate the time jumping on. I assume the best way for our listeners to get in contact with you guys uh, would be to go to listener, L-I-S-N-R.com to get in touch. Correct. Correct. That's the, uh, you go to our website, there's uh, information on, on various products, offerings, questions. You can kind of fill out where you have particular questions and or use cases. I think we provide examples of many of the use cases, which we touched upon. So, so that's uh, an easy way to definitely get in contact with us. Awesome. Yeah, we'll go ahead and post that as well with the, with the blog uh, attached. And uh, like I said, pleasure to have you on. Really, really good stuff for our listeners. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll have, uh, we'll have some business opportunities moving forward. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for your time. Thanks, everyone. Of course. Take care. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. 
Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at CurrencyCloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.